Hello, I'm Bloodied Porcelain, and I will be playing Nienna, the Ain Chi Sorceress. Hello, I'm Grizz. I'll be playing Phoenix, the Craftsman. Hello, I'm Overthinker. I will be playing Earlet, the Assassin turned Bouncer. Hello, I am Legacy. I'll be playing Brynhildr, the Witch. Hello, I'm Statikins. I'll be playing Sigrin, the Dwarven Merchant. Hello, I'm Solomon, and I will, and I will be the role of everyone else as the game master this evening. It's been 20 years since the last Great War, since uh, Nilfgaard, under the, ru the rule of Emperor Von Emrys, took over the Northern Kingdoms, saving them from themselves with their greater numbers, better armor to over override the bigotry and the foulness that the, Nor that the Northern Kingdoms, Redania especially, tried to protect those 20 years have been peaceful though they've also also had their own troubles largely ones of vassals wanting more of a say within what happens within Nilfgaard various cities trying to spring up only to be consumed by their own corruption and problems with the people living within them and now Think that now that uh, Von Emrys has largely put a leash on most mages and on a gra greater number of witchers, things have become quiet. Monsters are not gone, but much less numerous. The cities are much more protected, most lords having at least one witcher on retainer. The city of Machna, under Lord Einar, a younger upstart, a well-to-do man who worked his way up from being a merchant to being someone worthy of the title of Lord, has worked to make Machna a shining example for Nilfgaard, for other future cities to be built upon. It is a hub of trade. It is a place where Nilfgaard's example of acceptance and uh, cultural variability comes into play with dwarves and elves and humans and even halflings all living together in relative peace. However, not not all is fine within Machina. As we go down into the Lord's Manor, a large estate in the center of town, as Lord Einar says he wished to be able to look all around him and see the place he had built. Lord Einar is currently in the room of his only son, his only legitimate heir, and is currently holding the teenager's 
pale and shaking hand, watching him sweat and shiver under so many layers. His body is pale and cold to the touch, and his veins are a unnatural dark purple. He looks to his right and sees his retainers, Nienna and Brynhilde. Nienna, would you care to describe yourself first? Uh, I am a relatively petite at about five, one, five, two. Um, beautiful elven woman um, with long flame red hair, pale skin, very noble, finely, fine future, fine features. Um, a hourglass figure that is very well accented by a pair of fitted breeches and a tunic um, that drops down to her knees and a split in the front um, to show the undershirt. Um, she, ha I have a silver necklace with a blue and purple, uh, a large blue and purple stone in it that almost matches the same color as my eyes. Brynhilde, would you please describe yourself? I stand at a larger capacity, standing at about five foot, um, six foot five, with long silvery hair that goes just below the bust line, um, with a couple of strains that fall just slightly short of the bust line. My eyes are an intense yellow with little cat eye slits straight down the middle. I wear armor and, and behind my back, I carry two swords. One for fighting the more monstrous types and one for personal use. My boots come up to about my knees and just under them are a pair of plain black um, trousers. I wear very dark makeup and around my neck is the um, the pendant from my witcher school, which is the phoenix. Very stoic. Not showing any emotion. No, or uh, nor any real care about the situation at hand that might not be my intent. Understood. Uh, Lord Einar himself is a man in his late 40s, early 50s. Uh, he has worked to keep a more active lifestyle, actually working to go out to his barracks and train with his guards. That way he can 
be one, be a lord who is uh, willing to fight alongside his men and actually work to protect his home as opposed to one who simply lets others die at his command. Uh, he still, the weight of the office has begun to gray his hair to a more thorough uh, state, so to the point where he looks, at least in, uh, in his hair, much older than he is. Uh, he is about 5'11", uh, very ch like chiseled face, the, and he stands up uh, still holding his boy's hand and looks to you both and says, I am sorry for calling you here on such short notice. But, uh, I do not know who to turn to. The physicians that I brought in, the doctors, they could do nothing. Every tincture, every medicine they created did nothing. I've even gone to the point of turning to pillars and cunning women and alchemists, and they... I must ask both of you if you would aid me in this, in finding out how to save my son from whatever it is that afflicts him. I will, of course, provide whatever aid I can. As will I. Thank you. I... I ask you because I believe that what he is suffering from is perhaps not so mundane. I believe that magic is at play here and that perhaps it could even be a curse, though I do not know who would wish to curse my boy. Hmm. Uh, please, if you need a moment to perhaps examine him or do whatever magical rituals that you have, uh, by all means. And he will uh, quite begrudgingly, quite uh, hesitantly let go of his boy's hand, though the boy still like weakly tries to reach back and try to take his father's hand again as he steps away. Um, I will step over um, and kind of like sit myself on the edge of the bed and tuck my hand into his um, to kind of give him that presence um can i i don't know if there what i can do um to try and figure out if there is magic at play um uh, i would as you are a sorceress i would make it a test of your will and uh spe and uh spell casting to more just work to just uh, divine if there is magic at play here. 
Okay. Um, you might not be able to do anything about it exactly with that test, but you'll be able to discern, like, if it's here, like, how strong is it? Okay. Uh, basic roll or detailed roll? Uh, I don't... It would be a basic roll. I'm going to assume I have no additional mods. Correct. 19. Alrighty. Don't know if that's good or not. With a 19, which is a fairly good roll, uh, you are able to very easily discern that magic is in fact a play here, and it is a very subtle magic. It was a sort of spell work that was almost like the spell itself was attempting to hide from you. Hmm. It is a overt, it is a powerful spell that is seeming to work to wrap and uh, wrap itself around and prevent others from seeing a very insidious curse. You can't tell the exact nature of it, but it is interesting to you to see two different types of magic. One a little more esoteric, being uh, aided by the controlling and warping of chaos. Brunhilda, as you step closer, you can your amulet very lightly buzzes, but the closer you get, the more like violent and almost uh, feral and animalistic the amulet buzzes and it's and the eyes glowing showing that magic is strongly at play here hmm. i'll just look up at brinhilder uh, it's there's two different kinds of magic at play curse powerful one and something meant to hide it. I, I could perhaps dispel the lesser effect that's hiding it, but I don't know what the effect it would have on his body is. I do not know how you mages do your work, but to add any direction pinpoint um, what type of magic or what type of curse might be at play I have some knowledge on different creatures people who have the ability to um, turn his hands purple Brynhilda, mm -hmm. please give me a test of your witcher lore, your witcher training. Okay. Ha! Yep. Uh, that is a natural one, unfortunately. Thankfully, it is a really low natural one 
as opposed to a natural one with which then results in a high roll afterwards. Uh, unfortunately, with just an eight, you are aware of a number of curses that sort of attack the body as opposed to just more aff afflicting an area or afflicting a person. There are minor hexes, things that are more meant to uh, cause discomfort. Uh, there are hexes that are meant to cause bad luck. Ones that are intensely focused on causing such in like intense and thorough fi uh, physical maladies are usually focused on curses of a bloodline. Ah, yes, exactly. The bloodline is cursed. <laughs> That's the only logical answer that I have. And then she turns back uh, to where um, to, uh, to where, uh, um, I already forgot his name. Um, Einar? Yeah, she's gonna turn back to where Lord Einar is and, um, go to begin to kind of, like, creep back for her, for her sword, but watches her hand as it touches its shoulder and then just drops it. <sighs> Listen, it could be a number of things from a number of creatures and a number of mystical abilities. Unfortunately, a purple hand isn't going to give much away. And whatever is using illusions to keep the curse from fully showing is a bit more talented than any old sea hag. Um, GM, do I have any idea if trying to remove the lesser spell that's hiding the curse um, would hurt him in any way? Hmm. Give me a roll of a total of your intelligence plus your uh, Let's go with spellcasting, so, since that's part you're focusing on. So that would be, uh, I believe your intelligence is 10, plus spellcasting is 4, so that would be a total of 1d10 plus 14. Okay. 16. That's a terrible roll. It's not a natural one, though. It is not a botch, at least. So with a 16, thinking on these sorts of spells, usually if they're meant to hide something, there also could be other spells at, at play, uh, like other sort of uh, clauses to how the spell works, as it were. Like if something happens to this, something else might come into play. So you could remove it, and that might just make it so that the curse is more known, or there could be other work where it's like you remove it and something else possibly even worse happens. You're not so sure though. Risk. There is always the risk, yes. Okay. I will look over at Lord Einar. I could 
in theory, remove the lesser spell that's hiding the curse, and it could tell us more, give us more to start on, but there are a number of things that could go wrong. Um, we could only get information, which would be the most advantageous outcome. It could be replaced by something else that could reveal another layer. Um, or something worse could happen. Just simply don't know, unfortunately. I understand. I thank you for bringing this up to me as opposed to some who may just wave their hand and work to remove it without my, without going over all of the risks. I appreciate your I appreciate the way that you approach this. I would yeah. ask that you perhaps not do that yet. I would... The medicines the physicians give him are working at least to keep whatever this is at bay to strengthen his body. I would ask that until we know more and we can be sure about what would happen that we don't break the spell. I want my boy to be healthy, but I want him to be alive more. He will nod. I'll, um, look into ways I could potentially help to bolster him. Thank you. There is one other uh, matter I would ask you both to look into, as it were. And he will uh, reach into uh, his uh, doublet and uh, from a pocket that he has inside of it, pull out a uh, sheet of paper that is folded and pass it to you. But as he passes it to you, his other hand comes up and he puts a finger in front of his lips in the the usual quiet. I'll take it. Thank you both. You are for the time being dismissed. Thank you. Thank you. And then he will go back and sit uh, beside his son and continue to hold his hand, just looking very much to the worried father. Uh, I guess lead the way out, and once we are somewhere we don't think we're likely to be watched or overheard, open the scroll. The scroll itself doesn't have a lot of writing in it. It is very quickly scribbled down not like law not a lot of thought put into it but just like needing to be put taken down and it says the estate is unsafe ears and eyes in every wall a number of disappearances kidnappings I believe that what is causing it is the 
is connected to why my boy is this way. I have not received any missives, but I believe this is a I believe this is a warning. I implore you, go to the site of these kidnappings. Find what has been taking these people, children, all, and put a stop to this. Go to the body bargist. The, the people there should know more as the most recent kidnappings were from the workers there. I will hand it over to Brynhildr to read. Wait patiently. <laughs> the moment that she um she reads this, she kind of like folds it in half so that way um it, it it folds in half so it closes and she begins to kind of like look around um kind of see if there's a pinpoint maybe anything uh any other like magical or like a uh, monstrous kind of picks up on her pendant uh give me a role of intelligence and awareness okay and i would ask the same of niena Okay. Unfortunate. All right. Uh, Nienna, you think that everything's fine. You're you think that this could just be paranoia because of what the what Lord Einar is going through with his son in such a state. Brynhilda, mm -hmm. you focus and you just work to open up your senses, uh, your enhanced Witcher senses, your sight, your the sound, the smell, and you feel you feel your heartbeat, but then you also feel light little movements with your amulet. It's not the intense vibrating that it was around Lord Einar's son, but it's like it's attempting to pick up something. Like it gets little notes and then stops, and then gets another note of magic and then stops. Either we are being watched and whoever is watching us is very, very particular with the way in which their uh, senses are roaming or I'm picking up the boy again, but I feel something. Well, I'll trust your senses. They're sharper than mine. We should, um, perhaps go. go look into people who have ears closer to the ground in the city. Yes? 
Mm -hmm. I already have someone in mind. I assume you do as well? Yes. Grab our stuff and head out, I guess. Heading immediately to the uh, establishment he asked you to go to? Um, I, is that where uh, Iraleth works? <laughs> because yes, that's where, yes, then that's where I'm going. Excellent. So you head out and the city itself is alive. It is the middle of the day. There are people going back and forth, just tri uh, talking, going to work, coming home from work, uh, laughing, uh, some small market stalls trading like fruits and vegetables and hunted meats, all kinds of things. And you head over to the uh, body bar guest, which is an interesting choice for Lord Einar to ask you to go because it is one of the largest and more uh, well-known and prolific uh, brothels within Machina. It is a place that is not seen as being dirty as other brothels would, as it is as it holds itself to a much higher standard. It is, it is a place where everyone who works there is called a courtesan. Uh, any lesser terms are, treat, are immediately uh, corrected. And then if they continue to use those terms, those people are politely asked to leave by one very gruff and very well-trained bouncer. And at the moment, you get to the front door and are able to uh, hold it open for someone coming in to ply their trade. Uh, Sigrin, would you please describe yourself as you are heading into the uh, one of your best, uh, the best establishments that gives you the most business? Absolutely, more than happy. Uh, so as she's coming in to do some business. Uh, Everyone sees this small spitfire of a woman. Uh, she is, on the average human adult, probably comes up to a little past their knee in terms of height. She has this uh, undercut that wraps from the background of her head to the left side of her skull. And what isn't shaven off is this long, well, not quite long, but like ear length flow of this brimming red orange shock of hair that then kind of curls up into like almost would kind of remind you of uh, flames almost. Uh, she has freckles that dot her face in a wide line from one cheek to the other, crossing her nose in the process. And with her gazing eyes, one would see a set of very vibrant green gazers as she is kind of looking about the place, seeing that business is alive and well. Um, if they were to look at her appearance, they would certainly know that she is quite the merchant around these parts, given the fact that she is wearing a set of very finely crafted Kylian 
leather jacket. Um, beyond that, she is wearing a set of black tights that flow down into a regular and fairly worn and scuffed set of brown boots. Um, and for her skin, uh, she has somewhat pale skin, uh, and she is currently wearing a bit of black lipstick on her smile. And I believe that uh, what what you largely sell is alcohol, correct? Oh, absolutely. Alcohols, meads, spirits of all kinds that she can get her hands on. That is pulled along uh, by a sled by a, a rather large hound, if I remember right. Uh, actually, in this case, it would be a cart pulled by a donkey, though she definitely does keep render her large and full-sized wolf by her side at all times, or at least wherever she can bring him. And as uh, he is well-trained, you're permitted to bring him into the establishment so long as he doesn't cause any problems. Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, all three of you heading inside can see that the place is not as active as it is still early in the afternoon. A lot of a lot of the uh, life that happens within the establishment uh, happens in the evenings. So at the moment, there are a few customers. Most of them are just here enjoying the drinks as opposed to enjoying the company. And at the bar sits an interesting pair. One is a uh, older looking elf, one that actually look, looks like he's beginning to show hints of his age. And he is currently enjoying a, a drink and is going on about some story about how he was uh, about how he had begun to try to apply his trade again and how he got back into it and brought himself back, uh, up uh, on up by his bootstraps to get to here. And he's telling it to his apprentice, who has heard it several, several times before. Phoenix, please describe yourself. Uh, sure. Um, probably bending a little low, you see a very uh, tall... Um, close to about six seven uh uh chocolate brown skinned man um you see uh an undercut that goes under a long ponytail of dreadlocks uh with like a, a thin slightly narrow face that goes down to a uh, goatee um he has two very attentive uh dark brown eyes that seem to take in most of the surrounding well also uh, listening to his master, um, uh, very, um, he, 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 he clearly came from work. You can see he's still wearing his, uh, green, uh, uh green shirt, sleeves rolled up. You can see new burns and, uh, black soot that still sticks out, uh, against his skin. Um, still has his blacksmithing gloves on. You can see fresh burn holes and old ones in the gloves. Um, just simple dark black pants and just like thick work boots um 
but you can and this apron you can see is around him that is seen plenty of use uh and just in uh the belt around his waist you can see a few hammers a couple of tongs and simple tools that he just put away because he's only here for a drink but doesn't seem he'll get too much peace today it does not seem that way as uh your mentor uh the blacksmith Ivar Hattori is still going on and on about the story about how he met uh, the the uh, butcher of Blaviken and how he told him that he would forge him a sword fit for killing gods. And it's just like, and that's what I did. I, I forged him that blade. And then as soon as as soon as that happened, I began to forge weapons. Forget the dumpling business. And it's just going on and on. And the same story you've heard about two dozen times before already. But that he gets this way whenever he's uh, into his cups. Yeah, and Phoenix has been seeing the same drink for a few minutes now, knowing he's probably going to have to carry the old man back. and He's used to it. I'm sure for the thousandth time that that's exactly what happened. And I'm happy that it did. As am I, I got sick of making dumplings, and he's just like, like swaying back and forth, holding his drink, and then just trying to like tip it up, and then he's just like, uh, and then turns the tankard upside down. Oh shit, I'm out. More, please. Give him a half, would you? Just like slide some coin over. The uh, bartender just gives you a wry smile and a wink and nods. Uh, and then moves to give him uh, it, she gives him the full amount but it, you can tell that it's the, it's the full amount that's watered down to about being half yeah yeah uh, gives her a wink back and it's like leans carefully because he, he's not sitting it's these par stools don't fit him anyway it's like nope. the leans so what's your next big move who do you, what do you have planned next? What what grand scheme do you have next if you don't want to do that anymore? Well, I mean, I was figuring that I would enjoy life here and maybe make some, maybe get more of a uh, contract with Lord Einar's men. I like Lord Einar. He actually says what he means and doesn't give people guff for how pointy their ears are. their skin so i can appreciate him exactly and then he just like sways a little bit and he's like oh isn't that your uh friend there and he points uh over to uh brinhilda hi like give, uh gives brinhilda a nod i'm sure uh oh boy <laughs> looks at the drink that he didn't finish uh, here, just pushes it over to him. He's just like, thank you. And he will just immediately begin working to down uh, that drink as well. Just stay on the seat. I'll do my damnedest. <laughs> yeah, and he just nods towards Brynhildr. He makes eye contact with him and gives him a very subtle nod um, before looking down to Nienna. Um the gentleman I was interested in speaking with is uh, 
over there, actually. Um, I'll go poke him, see if he, uh, if he's heard anything of, uh, of this, if you want to go find your contact. Of course. Um, Nienna's looking for your left. Uh, as she takes a general look around the establishment, she does not see him. Uh, however, uh, as she looks up to see if maybe he's on the second floor, she sees a door open and out steps uh, Irileth, hastily putting on his clothes as he uh, leaves his more recent friend to rest. Irileth, please describe yourself. Uh, Irileth is... Uh, an elf, about five six, long hair, just chiseled muscle, abs for days. He's currently got uh, a very sort of chill smile. He blows a kiss back into the room and throws on uh, a vest over his shirt, and he's. He's had a good lunch break. I think he's ready to get back to work. And Irileth, as you turn to uh, look down at uh, your place of business, you see that it seems the clientele has gotten very interesting today. As you can see, uh, Brynhilda, you also see your uh, dwarven friend who brings in the really nice alcohol. And you see... Nienna. Uh, Irileth cracks a knowing smile at seeing Brunhilda and my favorite booze merchant. And then he notes the third figure and the smile shifts, his mouth closes and he noticeably straightens. Well, well, well. Looks like we'll be doing a different. Ooh. Uh. Oh. Apologies. Uh oh. Looks like we'll be doing a different kind of business today. It seems so. Once you get all your clothes on. He looks down. Boots, pants, shirt, vest. He holds out his arms as if to say, What? Whenever you're ready, Irileth. Hmm. I'll head downstairs. All right. You are able to head on downstairs as it's still uh, early afternoon and the main like hours of business for the body of our guest haven't really begun yet. You're given a little more leeway, a little more freedom to enjoy yourself and enjoy the company of uh, the workers or anyone else who might be coming in. You're not they don't really require you to be focused until about uh, five in the evening or about, like around sunset. Uh, I'll grab one of the other girls real quick and say, Lisa, take Essie some water. She needs to be hydrated for the evening. Of course. And she will immediately begin to uh, head off to make sure that everyone is uh, ready for whenever the real work begins. To what do we owe the honor of two royal emissaries? Noble, not royal. 
but um, perhaps not in the open. Hmm? A private conversation? Well, slightly. She'll kind of nod over at Brynhildr and Phoenix where they are. After you. Should probably throw to Brynhildr and Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix, you are being approached by your uh, witcher, or as they say in Nilfgaard, Vatgarn friend. I'll try to remember how to pronounce that. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, he uh, did smile. It's like, how's one of my favorite customers doing? Ugh, same shit, different day. She's going to take a seat and throw her hand up to the barkeep. Um, uh, try to get the attention of uh, whoever's working. Uh, that would be a uh, rather uh, small and rather dainty slip of an elven woman that you uh, note to be called. Uh, uh, Lisa. Lisa. Okay. Um. She'll uh, she'll raise a hand up and then knock on the um on the bar table twice. Uh, Lisa, my usual, please. Coming right up, Miss Brynhilda. Don't worry about the tab, Lisa. I'll cover it. And uh, Sigrun will go ahead and saunter up to the to the counter and kind of give a little little flirtatious wiggle of her fingers towards the steadily growing group. As long as you don't mind me listening in on what sauciness is going on here. It's gonna look down at the um at the merchant. Yeah, Phoenix and then as well. Crack a little grin. And then turn and then uh turn to Phoenix. Not a problem, miss. So anyway, would you like to hear about the woman I took to bed the other day? Oh, absolutely. She'll roll her eyes and then just kind of look over to Phoenix with the maybe not now type of look. <laughs> and Lisa, look I'll have one too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Coming right up. Anyway, my boy, uh, I've got a proposition for you. This usually works in reverse. I'm not usually buying things from me. What do you need? I need someone to uh, keep their ears low to the ground. We've got um, some business uh, regarding some and then she's gonna look back at the um at the at um at the merchant again and then look back to Phoenix. She just bobs her brows. <laughs> We've got some business regarding some 
higher ups that might need a little bit of looking into. And I know that you are a man of the community. Think you might be able to help me out? I'm always down for helping out with the community. You're a good man. That's what they tell me. Could you... Sorry. Like, looks (laughs) down. (laughs) Could you... Just got a gestures to the merchant. Can we help you? (laughs) Oh, don't mind me. I'm just listening in on the goings about. I see. I don't think we've seen you here in these parts before. That or I'm not very perceptive. She kind of like... She gives you kind of confused look, actually. She tilts her head as she leans in on Render. uh, This massive fucking wolf. uh, And she tilts her head the other way. Are you serious? Well, I guess that would make sense. I am fairly gestures to herself. Diminutive, I suppose. Well, certainly you've seen Render about. Looks up at the wolf, looks down back at you, looks back up the wolf. No. You've broken his poor little heart. She gives him a little ruffle between the ears and he just lets out a a soft little whine on cue. At that point, Brynhildr just pulls back to Phoenix and and just whispers, Is this where I say sorry for breaking an animal's heart? Since you came to me with a proposition, I'll do you one better. Uh, and he's just going to lean down and just uh, give the wolf a good scratch behind the ears. Sorry yeah. about that, big boy. The wolf seems very receptive to the scratch behind the ears from Phoenix. Uh, Sigrin, you haven't ever really noticed Render being very receptive to other people aside from you just in general, but he's always been very okay with Phoenix from what, from a, whenever you've seen him. But for the meantime, uh, he'll look over Brunilda. Maybe give the merchant the same question while I bring the old man home. Old man! Ah, ah. I knew you were asleep. Come on. I wasn't asleep. I was resting my eyes. Grand craftsman needs to... <sighs> Ooh, yeah, hon. That's, uh, that's close-off time. I don't know what you're talking about. I made a sword for killing gods. She just slowly turns her head to Phoenix. Do you need assistance bringing him back? No, he, uh, he just kind of gently leans the old man against him and starts walking out. I'll be back in a few minutes and I think I have an idea. Uh, there goes another legendary crafter. Drunk again. 
Seems to be a lot of those around the city. Mm. Oh, but this is great. I'm glad the two of you are finally meeting. Hildy. I can't believe you've never met this wolf. This wolf is amazing. I'm sorry, did you just call me Hildy? Are we not doing that? And I can't believe I haven't met this tall pint of mead sooner. <laughs> Honestly, you're right. It's a crime. Truly, the worst. Yeah. But for right. real, though, you can trust her. Brunhilde, you can... She knows... She knows some good stuff. And uh, best meat in town. Far mm. and away. I will hold you up to that statement, and then she just turns. Uh, she she turns to um to look at the at the at the woman. Um, that's much shorter than she is. <laughs> oh, she is grinning at this point. I I assume that um part of like just like the shadow of her form just kind of like looms over a couple of different people um and so when she looks down um she um reaches out a massive hand um to get ready to shake um to 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 shake hers um and then realizes her hand's probably bigger than this entire woman's arm Nope, grip check. She throws her hand forward and just claps it into the palm and goes for a vigorous shake. Alright, the type of woman I can get behind. Or in front. Depends on your preference or position. <clears throat> <laughs> I am a professional. Um, oh, I bet you are. We've been here five minutes and I've been asked for a private room. There's a proposition, and now we're discussing positions. No one ever asks why I work here. It should be obvious. Uh, uh, <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> uh, I think it might be best if we bring this discussion in private once um, our companion gets back. Uh, believe he would be an asset to what we are going to ask all of you as uh, as uh, those who have more of a uh, <coughs> awareness of what goes on in the towns Brynhilder's not hiding how awkward she looks by the way <laughs> all right. well, well either this is a matter of serious importance or that in entire statement was just completely drenched in innuendo and I'm entirely on board for this it's a matter of extreme importance oh damn it mm -hmm. alright we've got a couple of back rooms let's take second floor northeast corner big it's got a good view right off we go then Lisa no one's in the pine room right No, no one's. It's all clear. Nods. Uh, mead for five. You want wine, anything to eat? Please. Ah, wine. Wine it is. 
and she will uh, make sure to immediately begin uh, pouring out wine for everyone. I'd say Phoenix walks back in uh, with a with no apron and a slightly less sooty shirt. Sorry about that. Didn't want to leave the old man lying around while we had a conversation. Oh, well, you missed a conversation and a half. I'll tell you that. Which room? I'm... I will gesture at Irileth to lead the way. Yeah. I'll head into the pine room. Which and I'm imagining is very windowed. It is very much windowed, but all, of course, every window also has blinds that you can pull very easily. Um, as soon as she walks in and sees that all of the windows are uncovered, she will walk over and cover them because this is not the conversation you have, you know, risking people being able to read lips seeing. So. <laughs> Earleth flops down in an armchair. There are uh, about three chairs in this room. However, there's also a very large uh, bed. I'm taking a chair. Uh, I'm going to stand with my arms behind my back. Alright, well, we should start by saying that whatever gets said in this room does not leave this room. Do you want an oath or something? No. I trust that everyone here will see that it is for the right reasons to keep it to themselves. Lorainar's son, his heir, is cursed, and it is having an extreme negative effect on his body. Unfortunately, it is wrapped up with a number of other spells that are keeping it... keeping the fact that it is a curse doing this and not something else well hidden. Lord Einar believes that the keep is not safe, that there are eyes and ears everywhere. He also mentioned that there have been a number of disappearances locally, children going missing. She'll kind of look at Phoenix and Irileth. Uh, Irileth and Phoenix would both know about uh, a few children going missing. Some, uh, it hasn't really been like out and about in the city, t the big everyone talking about it, but there have been like a few rumors of just like, did you hear about this person's child? And a lot of people would assume that either it was the child ran away or the younger children were give were told to follow the trail of treats. Hmm. I had we... I assumed Go ahead. Well, there's ways. Sometimes kids run off. 
Sometimes kind of glances at Brunhilde. Sometimes it's a, your field of expertise. Well, with something as serious as this, certainly you have at least one or two suspects, no? No. Right now, what we know is that whoever is doing it is powerful and skilled. And Lord Einar believes that the disappearances of the children is wrapped up in the curse on his son. That they are... That this is all a warning shot across the bow, so to speak. He was worried enough that he couldn't even tell us this with his own voice. He had to write us a letter. And on top of that, he wanted to make sure we had a little bit of distance before we read the letter. Mm. I'm not skilled in, like I said, in uh, in the um, magic that um, uh, Miss Niena is, but I've been around the block once or twice, and I know that um, whatever he has a fear of this being must have some scrying skill of some sort, whether that's mage or an alchemist with a uh, couple of uh, skills and being able to mix concoctions to be able to listen in on stuff. Um, unfortunately, purple veins and pale skin and feeling slightly under the weather narrow down options so we are having a bit of sorry what do who, who has purple skin Lord Aina's son and what was his name out of character you didn't ever give us a name so. uh, his name is Tristan Kristen. Mm. All right. Sorry. You want you know what kind of what's doing it? We don't know. We I need know to and we need to narrow down who it might be before we make any bold moves. Well, do you figure they're at least still within the city limits? Again, we don't know, but we figured we'd start with the disappearing children. That might be the closest thing to a lead that we have. There was a, there's a, a chance I could glean more information if I could remove the spells that are hide, that are keeping the curse hidden and tucked away. But we opted not to take that route immediately because. She'll shrug a little bit. Peeling away those spells could do any number of things. Include, including harming him further. So the intent of the spells are that well hidden. Oh, that is... The intent of the other spells are quite 
clear, there to hide the curse. But peeling those away, I don't know if they're helping to repress some of the curse, or if there are safeguards in place, so that if they get rip if they get peeled away, something worse replaces them. I need more information before I can do anything without putting the boy's life at risk more than it already is at least for now the healers have managed to help keep it from getting any worse well I'm going to be honest magic spells curses that not really my forte obviously gestures to his all, all of himself However, if you're looking for someone to just go find some kids, that could be service about. Plenty of customers have gotten a little itchy for reasons or another. There's only so many pitchforks you need. Um, I think I can go ahead and second for that. After all, Render here has one of the best noses that I know of. If there's something skulking about the city, it's bad for everyone. I also second the part about not understanding any of that magic talk. But it sounds like you've got it in hand, so... I guess the first thing that we should do is kind of... try to pinpoint a... starting location. Do we know any of the parents of the children who went missing? Maybe we can ask some questions. Uh, Phoenix knows a few uh, people who have their who their children went missing. Uh, some of them were just like, oh, they'll they'll come back uh, eventually. They probably just got lost in uh, playing some uh, elsewhere in the city and they'll be back eventually or they're out of friends. Uh, one person, however, was uh, actually someone who worked here and their child their child isn't missing but their child is in the same age group of children who went missing uh, from usually from the like their sixth name day up through like their 10th or 11th and she is someone who works here and actually has a child who is largely kept in a further back room away from all the business that she does uh her name is Mina, and she is a uh, human woman who actually went to Phoenix asking for knives, something that she could use to protect herself and protect her child if need be. Hey, Aleth, I don't suppose you've seen Mina with extra cutlery on her person, have you? I, uh... She's I don't mind when they arm themselves. That's, that's you know, doesn't make my job easier necessarily, but sometimes it's required. She came to you? Yeah. Well, I don't. And you can take this to your boss because I wouldn't mind, you know, a little extra business from his other ventures, but like. Your ladies do come to me and I do give them a discount once in a while when someone gets a little too friendly. I know you handle your business, and I know you don't mind if they arm themselves, but I'm pretty sure there's more knives under their bed mattresses. 
than you could ever possibly imagine. Um, but yes, mm. she's concerned. Her sons are on the same age group as the ones that went missing. I haven't spoken to him myself, but he hasn't been playing outside nearly as much as he used to with other boys and girls his own age. I'll talk to her. I'd like to talk to her, actually. Son may have mentioned something that might stand out to Brunhilde or I, given our expertise. Right, but like Brunhilde's here and drinks sometimes, but you're a complete stranger. And she's worried about the safety of her child. I think a complete stranger is the last person she'd tell. Well, not to mention that, but bringing either a witcher or a mage around to start asking questions, well, that might raise some undue concern. Unfortunately, the rest of you don't know what to listen for, do you? Listen, for sure, but uh, let me do the talking, maybe? Of course, I assumed you would be there. All right. Let's go talk to Mina. As you make your way outside of the pine room, uh, you can see that uh, it's getting a little bit later in the afternoon. Uh, Y'all had to wait a little bit for Phoenix to get uh, uh, Master Hattori back to his place. And uh, on his side in bed with water nearby, so that way he didn't have troubles. Uh, it's getting la uh, later in the afternoon, beginning to go into evening, and the place is getting a little more busy. It's still not f in full swing, but there are a few more people here, uh, a few talking to the girls. Uh, Lisa looks up to all of you and is like, oh, uh, do you need more wine or mead or some other sort of change? Uh, Mina. You seen her? Mina. Uh, yeah, I think she's uh, upstairs. She said she wasn't feeling well, so we were. I was told to keep her use her usual suspects, as it were, uh, looking elsewhere. Understood. I'd like to do a quick check of the room for any like known bastards, people we don't let in. Please give me a roll of intelligence and awareness. May I do so as well? Absolutely. Brunhilde, since uh, you've been here before and you helped to bounce a little bit, you can as well if you wish. Oh. Nineteen. Seven. <laughs> All right. With a seven, uh, Phoenix is not used to all this. Is You're used to being here and getting in drinks before all of this sort of uh, would kick off. So with so many more people here, you're kind of lost. Uh... Irileth, however, you see that there is a individual that you've had to kick out a few times. He doesn't always cause trouble, 
when he does, he can he can really become a belligerent asshole who doesn't know how to keep his hands to himself. Mm -hmm. uh, his name is Jacob. He tends to get away with a little bit here and there because apparently he is actually a uh, bastard of one of the other nobles. He says that he's the bastard of Lord Einar, but no one can really like prove it. But he does have enough of a bearing and enough of like enough money to show that he has some pull or some sort of like line to be basically being told to uh, keep his mouth shut and keep his head down and not cause trouble for the uh, uh, nobility. All right. At the moment, however, he is currently just uh, nursing a uh, uh, tankard of meat. I'll note his table and tell the others that Mina is upstairs. Point them in the direction of her room. And upstairs, then. Uh, you were able to head upstairs and uh, knock on the door. And you hear a voice say, go away. I'm not feeling well. I know, it's me. And uh, you can hear that intense sigh as the uh, door begins to unlock. And you can hear there are a few more uh, mechanisms than uh, what normally were there, keeping the door locked. And she opens the door up a small bit, and you can see a young, beautiful uh, brown-faced woman with uh, very long, flowing red hair. <sighs> You're a less. Uh, what's, what's the matter? We gotta have a talk. Right now? I mean... Alright. And she will uh, go ahead and then open the door the rest of the way. And it is a... This is not one of the uh, business rooms. This is one of the more personal rooms. It is... Uh, much smaller. There are two beds in here, one for her and one for uh, her son. Uh, the, the boy is uh, about seven and is currently just working to uh, play along with a couple of wooden toys, uh, a horse and a uh, like wooden soldier toy that looks like he is uh, playing painted so that way the armor is black and the hair is white to be a very uh shoddily made ver uh toy of the butcher of blaviken hmm. classic uh what's the kid's name uh you know that the that the kid's name is uh he just goes by Jack. Right. How did Jack just need to have a word with your mom real quick? He just looks up uh, like mi like uh, stopping mid gallop that he was doing the noises for. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, OK. Uh, and he just looks up to his mom and she says, uh, just uh, Go and see if Miss Lisa needs help cleaning off any of the tables right now. Just be, be quick about it, all right? 
and he uh, gets up and will uh, look to Irelith and smile and give a salute and will head on out. As the door closes, uh, those of you who uh, decide to stay outside of the door and stay outside of the conversation to keep an eye on Jack or the general goings-on are free to do so. Inside, however, Mina uh, is very guarded. Her are, her arms are crossed. Uh, she looks very disheveled. She doesn't look like she's she doesn't look like she's slept very well. And her uh, you her her usual working outfit is laid, uh, hung up to the side, and she is currently just wearing a very comfortable fitting uh, basic pe like peasant type clothing but she does have uh, a dagger at her hip Irelith glances down at the dagger pointedly Mina how are you uh, what's going on extra locks on the door armed you lose confidence in my abilities? It's not confidence in you that I that I lack. It's I just don't want anything to happen, Jack. This I would do this and far more to make sure that Jack stays safe. He's the last good thing that I got from his father. I have every intention of making sure that he's all right, but. You don't... You said you weren't feeling well. I, I haven't been sleeping. I haven't slept like at all. Right. You see what? how we can't have that. I know, I know. What am I supposed to do? One of my, one of my customers comes in and instead of his usual, he's bawling about how his little girl's gone missing. About how in the middle of the night while they were all asleep he just woke up and and found her window smashed in and her bed empty interesting what was this fellow's name you remember him could you point me to him I can point you to him but I can't tell you his name he's one of them that doesn't like to give names nods If you need, I can peek out here and there and see if he comes back in, but he was in real, real rough shape. I don't know if he'll be trying to come back in anytime soon. I'll go have a word with him. I'm going to make sure the girls are bringing you water. You're going to rest. All right. All right. All right. And uh, I saw that you had a. Phoenix with you. Did he say if he was gonna bake me more of those knives? I I know that I that you got it covered, but I just I just want to be sure. Tell you what, get yourself back up to snuff, work three nights, and I'll buy you a knife myself. Get you the best I can. I'm gonna ask for a silver one. Whatever does does this, I, I don't think it's person. That's 
optimistic of you. But, but sure. You want me to try I'm to work serious. tonight? No. The rest of the night you can have. But if you're not working, you're going to have trouble living here. And if you're not living here, I've got to go further out of my way to protect you. You're a bastard, Aerolith. It's a business. I'd do it, but I'd have a ways to run to find you. She just uh, puts on a very pained smile and nods to you. All right, all right. I'll, uh, I'll rest and take better care of myself. All right. Could you uh, send Jack back up here as soon as he's done? Nods. May I ask a question? Oh, she looks at you and uh, then looks back to Aerolith. This is Nienna. She's uh, looking into the children's disappearances. Yeah, she's an investigator of sorts. All right. Uh, yes, by all means. And you said whatever's doing this, you don't think it's human. Why? I don't know. Just. It doesn't seem like any person would want to just be going around kidnapping kids. It seems like something that might just be hungry. You know all those old tales about, uh, like, the little, uh, those little foul goblinoid type creatures going around stealing away your children, or, uh, like the, dr like the drowners, or, uh, talks of botchlings and all those other horrible things. Yana will kind of nod a little bit. Your um, customer, other than the window being smashed in and the girl being taken in the middle of the night, did he mention anything else? She thinks for a moment, and now I need to do a will. He said that the, he said that the place was wet. Like, almost like someone had, uh, come out of the, the river or the lake. Thank you. She just nods really quickly. All good? Yes, for now. Get some sleep. If you need them to look after Jack downstairs, you know we can do that. Otherwise, do as you will. I'd rather he be here so I can keep an eye on him. All right. All right. Take care. I'll talk to you in the morning. All right. Uh, she uh, opens the door for you all again and lets you out, closing it and lock and locking only one of the mechanisms so that way Jack can get she can let Jack back in easier when he is sent upstairs. All right. Uh, outside on the first floor of the body bar guest, uh, Jack is going around cleaning up tables and just 
having a little like half conversations, just like how how are you? How are you feeling? How's your how's your mom been? That kind of thing with uh, a couple uh, gentlemen here and there. Uh, he even actually takes a tankard over to uh, Brynhilda and is just like from the from the gentleman over at the far side, miss. And uh, he points over at a uh, rather <laughs> portly looking gentleman, much older, uh, older looking than Brynhilda, just like raising his glass very much deep in his cups, very much th thinking that he's got a shot, very much not having a shot. Brynhilda is going to take the tankard, look the man directly in the eye, drink all of it and maybe a couple of gulps, and then slam it on the on the bar counter, pushing it back to the bar, uh, pushing it back to Lisa, and shaking her head. The older gentleman just looks just looks. Uh, at you with a frown and then just goes back just goes back to staring at his drink Jack just looks to the gentleman and then back to you did he really deserve that miss you will grow up to learn that sometimes a soft no is not enough okay and he's just like smiling and going back to uh, cleaning up another table. Honestly, whether it was deserved or not, that was impressive. You always drink your ale like that. No. Only when it needs to be done. I don't take well to drunks hitting on me in any capacity. Duly noted, then. She's just gonna keep her eyes on the boy and make sure that, like, as, like, as he's going around bouncing and doing his job, uh, that, you know, just keeping out, making a stranger danger, making sure that nobody try to Come and snatch him up. Do weird freaky magic on him to make him run off. You know, the, the usual. Give me a uh, intelligence and awareness test. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah, it seems like he's got a few eyes on him and mostly just be like what what is the kid doing here doing here as opposed to anyone trying to like really focus on him it's more just a little bit of like confusion from uh some of the customers those other ones are more used to seeing him because they've been here enough they might know me enough a little bit more personally and it's just he doesn't really have any sort of alarm bells going off around him It is around this time that Irlith and Nienna are able to come back downstairs. Mr. Jacob still behaving himself? Uh, it seems that he is so far, though he's also currently with his uh, buddies who tend to rile him up. And is uh, his table has become much more cluttered with tankards. 
and even a couple bottles of the harder stuff. So if there is going to be a problem, it's probably going to be coming from him tonight. Mm. Cool. I'll Do you we'll think? The others. Hmm. I look pointedly at Brunhilde. Jacob's back. Bastard. I'm not gonna have mm. to kick him out this time, am I? If kicking happens, you focus on his friends. I'll deal with the man himself. Sounds good to me. Jacob, that mess of a man. You know him. Ah, oh, he's passed by my cart a time or two when I've been making my runs about and uh, passing out a few drinks here and there along the way. That man absolutely cannot hold his liquor. Hmm. He likes to talk a big game, but uh, I reckon he's the son of some merchant. Oh, is that why he's got all that coin on him? I always did wonder about that. Enough out money to waste and not enough sense to use it. Out of character, you said he was the son of a noble, right? Bastard son of a noble. Son of a noble, actually. <laughs> That's what he claimed, I always surely. thought it was crap. I'm sorry, I didn't hear your laugh. Oh. I always assumed that was just a thing he said. No. No, it's not. It's the reality of his situation. He is just close enough to take his father's money and... Do very little in return. Hmm. All right. Well, I've beat him up once or twice. Hopefully, it won't happen again. He smiles. Uh, beyond that, I hope you got some good news out of that talk, at least. Hmm. We got information. Hesitate to say that it was good. Got a customer making my girls jump at shadows, so we gotta talk to him. Because he had a disappearance. Part of the, the case. Yes. Mm. I'm gonna look over Brynhilde. His daughter was taken at night, and the room was wet. Whatever it was just smashed in a window. Alright. We should go scope at the house, check for any signs on the outside that might point to a direction. Footprints to track, something like... Something along those lines. Brunhilde, uh, could you please give me a roll of Witcher training? Yes, sir. was gonna ask yeah. earlier i do have monster lore could i at some point roll you that? you absolutely could you could actually go ahead and roll that now okay 11 14 all right uh it's not a very difficult test 
uh, Nienna and uh, Brynhilda. Water creatures that stay around the water are not exactly numerous. There are a few usual suspects like sirens and uh, swamp hags, but those creatures are usually bigger and much and not stealthy. Swamp hags are usually uh, swamp hags are stealthier than what sirens would be, but they're also not exactly known for being uh, live enough to get through a window and then get out. They're usually quite uh, bloated by the power and the swamp itself. Uh, there are, however, beings that are thin enough that could get through a window. Though the fact that, that they did so is interesting because there is a group, there is a being called a Drowner. They are seen as being akin to bloated undead. The stories say that they are in fact actually just the those that die at sea or who have drowned in lakes or rivers that have been, been brought back by foul magics. They are not. They are necrophages. They are entities that have uh, similarities to what people would think of undead, but they aren't reanimated corpses. They are just foul like beings associated with death. And they often stick around uh, rivers, lakes, and the like. Would you say that I've seen a, um, a drowner in my travels, considering what my specialty is? Absolutely. Drowners are one of the more numerous necrophages because there are a lot of people. There are a lot of settlements that settle up near rivers or lakes, and drowners tend to make those places their home. And you've definitely had a few contracts where you've had to fight drowners. So you know what they look like. They do the understand the misunderstanding of them looking like bloated uh, waterlogged corpses is understandable given their appearance because they do look like bloated waterlogged like blue corpses, but they are you know for a fact they are not just reanimated corpses. They are just be they are just uh, magical beasts associated with death. Well, if you said that they, um, that there was water, or if it was wet, um, I'm thinking a drowner wouldn't be my first time dealing with one. Won't be my last if it is what it's sounding like. Hmm. Uh, question, Jim: How far away is the city from its nearest water source? Uh, the water, the river actually runs like through the city, through, like through the uh, northern part of it. And there is a the but the place is built up enough to where like people can use bridges to get over the river as opposed to having to try to ford it or ride a ferry through it, uh, which leads out into a into a, the bay, which is where a lot more of the trade comes in from other places like Skellige and other places outside of the continent. I see, I see. Drowners are not uncommon. Uh, Brunhilda has had to deal with them less and less because there's been more built up to keep... There's been more of that area built up to keep drowners from being able to try to find a home near the city. 
surprised there's any activity from them at all as of late. I figured we had enough infrastructure built up to prevent them from making any more nests. Limiting the resources in which they have to build those nests does not outwardly destroy them. <sighs> I suppose you have a po fair point there. And not to mention, they don't have to build right near us. They do have legs. They can do things such as walk. And if they are desperate enough, they will make it work. It might be worth it for us to scope out the house, see what we can find, and then go from there. I agree. Alright, let's get moving then. No time like the present. Not sure I can just now. Things are getting a little more active here. Maybe I can... There might be some folk I could call to keep an eye on the place. But, uh, glances back at Jacob's table. I have a job. Would you like me to take care of him in his... I try not to kick the fellow out until he actually does something. Being drunk is just part of the business. Damn, do I have any um, particularly embarrassing information on this Jacob, given my political acumen? <laughs> given your political acumen and your state uh, and your uh, title of being the uh, mage on retainer for Lord Einar himself, you have enough that you could tell uh, that you could whisper into Jacob's ear and possibly get him to leave at least for an evening. I, I wasn't might even thinking you... trying to chase him off. I was just trying. I was thinking scare him into be behaving for the night. <laughs> that, that you definitely have enough for that. You could. Uh, you know that he has uh, become quite friendly with a number of other uh, noble uh, noble women. Who are married? Hmm. Okay. Um, I would like to use telepathy. Okay. I don't know how magic works. You're gonna have to tell me what to do. All right. So, as you are trying to use telepathy, let me look at that spell. I have it open on my sheet. Alrighty. Go ahead and roll me uh, willpower plus spellcasting. Okay. And if you'd like, you can also use your points of luck to add to this if you wanted. I feel like I'm 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 probably okay. Uh huh. Given my my rather high <laughs> stats and everything. Are you kidding me? Uh, you said you were okay, and well. Uh, okay. I get <laughs> Like, is it one of those things where you can reroll? I will permit you, for this, 
this is a spell that you've used several times before. I will permit you to re-roll if you, by spending two points of your luck. Okay. This I is going to be a house rule that I will just go ahead and say that it is standard here, because I like giving you the, uh, the ability to re-roll if the dice just tell you to go fuck yourself. Okay. There we go. That's Much a 23. Better. So, with a 23, you're able to very effectively get the spell off. It, it, uh, go ahead and please remove one point of your stamina okay. as the cost for uh, weaving the spell. Hey. Da, 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 da. Where is stamina listed? Oh, it's up here. And you are able to create a telepathic link with Jacob. Um, he's going to hear in his head. Um, Jacob, it's very important to me that you behave tonight and cause no problems for this establishment. If you don't, I will see to it that Lord Blackburn knows exactly who has been visiting his wife's chambers in the evenings. Uh, you all see Jacob be like in the middle of laughing at one of his buddy's jokes and then just suddenly his face just sort of dies and he gets this look of sheer shock and horror on his face as he just looks all around and I need to make another roll. That's not high enough. Uh, he looks all around and then just kind of looks up as if like trying to wonder if maybe he's being spoken to by God. <laughs> and then just like uh, his eyes just dart and he just gives a like a very heavy nod and just stares at his uh, tankard. I know that I will be watching. And I'll know if you go against what I just told you. Good boy. I think Jacob will behave himself for the evening. Why don't you... Look, he's, he's, a, he's a real prick, this one. I'm aware. Sometimes the pressure that needs to be applied is not physical. I... Did you... I'm lost. Did you do something? I did. Why don't you call your replacements for the evening? All right. All right. You are able to uh, call on your friends a few favors to get some people to come watch the uh, establishment for the evening. And with the information from Lisa as to where exactly this individual lives, you are able to head out of the body of our guests. Uh, he lives on the northern part of town uh, in a, a small little uh, sort of tenement with a few other families near the river. Hmm. 
this fellow can afford me, now that's, uh, well, knows his priorities. Can we just enter the building? Yeah, the building itself isn't is unlocked. There are a few like it's like a uh, larger building that has a few like basically individual rooms that are uh, cordoned off and locked off for anyone who for each individual family. Kind of like a, an old school type of apartment building. Cool. This guy doesn't have a debt with us, does he? No, he does not have it. He does not keep an open tab. Kind of cool. That would have been a good reason to talk to him, but. All right. Maybe, uh, maybe you lot take point on this one. I prefer he not know that his conversation with Mina ended up in our ears. Of course. Um, I guess we'll make our way to whichever door we're pointed at and knock. Uh, you knock on the door and a man rather gaunt in his 30s uh, opens the door uh, he looks out with these very dour brown eyes and says can I help you good evening um, I'm an investigator sent to look into the missing children and was told that your daughter was taken May we come in? He just looks to you and then like looks around. Yeah, and he will uh, open the door the rest of the way and let uh, everyone step in. Uh, when he sees Brynhilda, he's just like, "Rat, huh. people are actually taking this seriously." That fucking time. <laughs> Well, Mr. I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. Tomney. Jethro Tomney. Mr. Tomney. Um, let me start by saying I'm very sorry for what you're going through. Will you please walk me through what you know, what you saw the night she went missing? While my, um, and point my companion and she'll nod at Brynhilda in the direction of the girl's room. Yeah. Well, uh, I woke up to the sound of the glass breaking. I just thought maybe a, I don't know, a, a bat or a bird had hit it. I just wanted to go check to make sure that they didn't spook Anna, you know? And then when I got in there, I, he just moves over to uh, the a little side room. It doesn't look like it's a very large room, but it's large enough for like a bed and a few and like a small, small box that has a few toys in it, like uh, old wooden to uh, wooden toys and a few straw dolls. When I when I opened the door, my aunt was gone. Do you remember smelling anything in particular? I smell. That's the worst part. It smelled like death. 
Mm. Gonna shoot Brynhilde a meaningful look. Um, Brynhilde is going to start um, walking towards the room, um, keeping an eye out for, you know, any shards of broken glass or scuff marks, um, signs of, um, signs of aggression or, like, fighting off, um, any, any sort of stuff that might point as, uh, point them in the direction, into the direction of, like, a kidnapping, um, kind of keeping an eye on, like, if there are any scuffs on the ground, what directions are they pointing towards? Because that gives us a better clues to where to start looking for, um, for the child. Please give me everyone who's wanting to go ahead and take a look around the place. Give me a roll of intelligence and awareness. All right. All right. Ah, I heard the sound of the beast. Yeah. Whimpering. Wolf is unhappy with the smell, too. <laughs> yeah, very much yeah. so. Actually, that is a, a, a good mention, though. Uh, is Render reacting to anything in particular? Uh, Render is uh, sneezing and, like, rubbing at his face because apparently he doesn't like whatever lingering scent there is here. That's good, at least. At least there is a scent. So, with a... <laughs> Good lord. So with a 15 and a 14 even, uh, Sigrun is able to see that there is indeed still like little damp patches along the floor that look uh, a little bit like They look a little bit like uh, footprints, but they are, but the toes are webbed and misshapen, not humanoid looking. Brynhilda is able to see that as well as seeing that uh, the window looks like it was definitely smashed inward from outside because of the way that the glass fell. And there are uh, claw marks along the windowsill, like something climbed in after digging its nails into the wood. Looking outside, you can see that uh, while it's muddy, being closer to the river, there are still little tracks that have lessened a bit with the, with the amount of time, mm -hmm. but there's but you can still see like the outline with your much greater senses. Got it. I'm gonna jump out the window and start following tracks. Alrighty. Not so much as a buy or leave. Alright then. Uh, I think Irleth was waiting outside, not wanting the guy to connect you knowing this to the body bargast. So as Brynhilda leaps out the window, I just see her and start following. Uh, what's Phoenix doing during all of this? Uh, um, he hasn't had very much to add off to the side, so he's when they were 
uh, back at the Burgess. He was just keeping an eye outside and seeing what's happening. Um, in this circumstance, he will follow Irlith, uh, since he's more or less a body at the moment. All right. Uh, so it's Brynhilda, Irlith, and Phoenix with Nina and uh, Sigrun still inside. Uh, as Brynhilda is leaving, uh, Sigrun will turn to uh, father in question. She'll ask, uh, do you happen to have any possessions of the child? Uh, anything that might have had her scent on it? Uh, uh, oh, uh, and he will uh, reach into the little crate and pull out a straw doll that looks like it has had uh, a smiley face stitched into it. This was her favorite. Thank you. I will try to return it if I can. And she'll take it and she'll actually like a surprising amount of uh, leaking power. She will hop out the window herself with a uh, render on her tail. She'll hold it up to the wolf. Seek. Uh, Render's going to sniff at it and then give like a little uh, small sneeze and will follow along uh, generally the same path as uh, the others while sniffing at the ground. Alright. I think... Fortunately, I was left alone. <laughs> I think while you guys were investigating, Irelith and Phoenix, uh, Irelith would have told Phoenix, like, you know, monster clues are good, but uh, between you and me, I thought it was just people. What do you mean? It people aren't monsters, too. Heh. <laughs> No, I mean, like, kidnapping, selling mm. kids. People forget that, you know? They think, oh, it's terrible, it's going to be a creature. But, like you said, sometimes it's just bad people. I mean, I might be the best silversmith in the city, but I've definitely sold more steel weapons to people than anything else. I'm sorry I mean no. given your line of work you've definitely seen more terrible people than me but I still maintain my faith in people despite all evidence to the contrary given my profession faith is an interesting word I think people are predictable I think people who are in a life of simplicity, don't generally resort to cruelty. You know, you come up in cruelty, you're used to it. So you just do it again. And yeah, I've met my fair share. And I've killed my fair share. But I've also worked for a few, so... Drugs. Besides... The monsters might be closer than you think. Honestly, I'm happy about it. Always rather kill a monster than a man. The same and usually you know. both. Is she about to <laughs> smash right, to the seed? Yeah. Hops out the hops out the window and starts <laughs> taking off following the tracks. 
good thing I like to run. So, uh, is Nienna following along as well, or is she staying with the, with the uh, father? Nienna will watch everybody go out the window and give a little sigh, and then look at him. Unfortunately, paying for good help doesn't necessarily mean paying for good manners. Thank you for all the information, and I'll be sure to check in with you once I have an answer. Thank you. Uh, please, bring Mariana back. We will endeavor to do so. And all she right. will make her way out to try and catch up with the others. Alrighty, everyone is following along the same general trail uh, with a hound dog and a uh, witcher in full tracking boat. And you follow along through like back alleys and uh, small side streets, generally off of all of the main concourses. And you follow this trail downward. And it goes to where the river is. Like fully stopping at where the like the stonework ends and just like right into a drop a about a 10 foot drop down into the river itself. Do I still see the footprints? Uh, the footprints, unfortunately, end like right at where the drop is. Hmm. But your amulet begins to shake. Yeah. Yes, there's something down there. And she holds on to her um holds on to her amulet and at that point you can see her hand shaking like a million miles a minute. Something's down there. So what now then? We uh take a dip for a bit. There's a body of water below there, right? Yes, there's the river. It's not a, like an intensely heavily flowing river, but there is still a bit of a current. Mm -hmm. Does there look like there's a way to get down there without having to jump or? There is a uh, like, oh, like maybe about 20 feet in, in uh, to your right. There's a little ink like uh, indent which has steps to get down that is usually used by fishermen or anything like that. Then, um, do you have any silver daggers? Ellith, I'm gonna tell you right now the last thing I expected to do was run to the river fighting drowners. You caught me on my lunch break. Yeah, yeah, me too. If you want to come will... back after we're more prepared, well, I mean, it's just Brunella. I'm going to um take out my silver sword 
I don't think we have time to prepare. It might be best to use what we have to slow it down and take the kid. Well, if you're going in there after it, at least let me prepare you a little bit. And she'll kind of uh, gesture at the sword. May I? And she'll hand it over. Um, rather than taking it, she will reach over and kind of slide her the tip of her finger down like in the middle of the flat of the blade. And I'd like to cast Cadfin's Grasp with the effect um, that the spell can heat weapons to give 2d6 damage and a 50% chance to ignite a target. Fantastic. Please go ahead and make that roll for me. Uh, is that the little fire button or am I casting spell casting again? Uh, rolling spell casting again. Please roll spell casting. We'll check out the other macros at a later date. Okay. 18. That is definitely enough. So, uh, Brunhilde, your blade begins to shimmer with that. Uh, chaotic energy as flames begin to sort of lick along the actual edge of it. If you can get it out of the water, I can be of more help, but I think if I go in there with you, I'll only slow you down. Same. My uh, legs don't exactly reach all that well. If the child is still alive. We will need people to go and help her get back oh. up. I got you. There. Very well. Straight off. And then Bernhilda is going to take her sword and begin running down to the uh, to the river. I am pulling out my bow, which has been wrapped up in cloth, and I'm going to very quickly string it. Alrighty. Uh, Sigrun will go ahead and uh, put on her brass knuckles. She'll hop on to uh, render and uh, start dashing down to the waterline. Uh, I think not knowing we were going to fight fight, Yerleth also only brought his brass knuckles. So he throws those on and falls behind. Fortunately, yeah. I can't make those better for you because that would probably just burn the hell out of here. Yeah, it'll burn your hand. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have a dagger as well. If you want to enchant the dagger, that would probably be better. Uh, I can try. Sure. Can I do that to more than one thing at once, Sol? I would say that you can. It'll just give. It'll just be at a minus one for your spell casting because you're trying to keep track of like multiple spells all at once. Okay. 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 So my spell casting goes down by one. Yeah. Minus just for one. this one time. That's okay. It's yeah, a you're, still, you're still very okay. Don't touch the blade, or you'll catch on fire. 
you head down to the bank and you see a couple fishermen uh like further off to like your left who just kind of look at, at you all and just like immediately see the vat garen with their silver sword it's like time to pack it in and just immediately beginning to get the hell out of there and you all make it to the uh edge of the river and due to how well the city is maintained, the river is still actually fairly clean and fairly clear. You don't see drowners, but you do see something. Everyone, please give me a roll of awareness and intelligence. While we're doing this, uh, so yes. Uh, uh, would you say just the straight up hammer is like a one d six? I would say that that since given the size of it, I would give it a two d six. Actually, not sure. <laughs> All right. Everyone who got a twelve or higher. So Phoenix, you're busy just be like, where's the day? You're busy like just where are they where are those things? Where where do I have to punch? Uh everyone who see with a 12 or higher sees that there is there is a humanoid shape in the water. And it does look bloated, but it doesn't have that same sort of like sickly blue as a drowner. It, but it, and it also just seems to almost be like floating, like almost uh, statically where it is, as opposed to like treading water or or swimming. Well, damn it! Do you see it? The figure is small. Oh no! Child sized. Oh yeah. From uh, from the way the water is uh, like reflecting light, it's hard to tell. Maybe. Well, hell, do you see it? He says again. <laughs> I think Irleth is going to swim over to this thing. Everyone who is going, to, everyone who's going to dive in, be that uh, Irleth and or others, please give me a roll of well, we'll go ahead and with given that it's a it's the current, I will ask for a roll of your body plus athletics. Oh, athletics is in dexterity, right? Uh, athletics is normally in dexterity, but given the fact that, that, that it's more fighting against the current, I'm asking for a body for uh, body, body to do the stuff, the stats. So everyone, please just go ahead and do 1d10 plus your body plus your athletics. Uh, if you roll, if you roll a ten, please roll again because tens explode in The Witcher. Oh my God! Okay. 
Okay. Goodness. Oh, That's many. God. Let's go. Right. Yeah, I got a 30. I've got a 26. <laughs> so the current can hold none of you. You all are far too strong for the current to be able to sweep you away as you're able to dive down in and as you get closer to it, you see that it is thankfully not a child. But it's also incredibly ugly. Like, it almost looks like a dwarf or a halfling got uh, beaten with the ugly stick for every day of their natural life. And it seems to just sort of be floating there, and you see that it is floating attached to several chains and large uh, boulders at the bottom of the lake of the river. The hell is this? Uh, I would like to ask for another Witcher training roll from Brunhilde. Earleth uh, will stop approaching it. Uh, 14. With a 14, you can tell that this is not a human creature. This is not a dwarf or a halfling. This looks like what might be the natural form of a Doppler. Hmm. And you know that Dopplers are those that can take on the forms of others be they people or sometimes they take on the forms of monsters would I be aware of public opinion of Dopplers do it's, people usually see them as a threat or it's an interesting take because Dopplers are odd People are afraid that Dopplers will, will attempt to replace them whenever it comes to actually being fearful of Dopplers. Or it's just like, I'm a, I've, I was friends with this person for several years, but they actually look completely different because they were a Doppler. They're afraid of... The, it's just more of the fear of being lied to, being taken for a fool. Mm -hmm. There isn't actually much fear of Dopplers as like regular threats, aside from occasionally... Uh, because you're a witcher, you know that Dopplers, whenever they take the form of someone, they also somehow, through their changing magics, gain some of their skills, as well as a little bit of their their affectation of talking, and maybe some of their memories. You can't quite remember if memories transfer over with the shapes they take as well. Mm -hmm. Well... If she is chasing a Doppler who's trying to look like a um, a monster, she's going to treat the Doppler as if it were a monster to kind of scare it a little bit. Um, I would like. Am I? Is this thing still in the water, or is it like? It is yeah, floating in the water. To the bottom. Chained to the bottom, looking like it's dead. Okay. I... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you can go. 
eyes just nevertheless resurfaces and like says that to all present. There's something down here. It's uh, some kind of creature, but it's dead. Looks like it was. It's a it's a Doppler. All right, it's a Doppler. It might, it might not be dead, and um, she will go under and attempt to um pull this thing up. All right, give me a roll of let's go with body and physique. Uh, can Sigrun try and get one of the other boulders? Uh, if you're wanting to aid Brynhilda, I will also go ahead and ask for a body and physique roll. And uh, because you're working together, the DC for the total tests will be lower. Nice. Okay. Before you yeah. do that, you said it's chained, correct? Yes. I think uh, while they're doing that, can I take my hammer to one of the chains? Uh, as you're, as they are still underwater, it'll be a little bit harder if you're just trying to like swing at it. But if you're trying to like like get it at a particular location, I will go ahead and say that you can go ahead and make a ooh, let's call it a craft and and melee roll because you're trying to figure out where to hit it exactly. Craft and melee, and I'll get in there and grab a boulder too. Okay. Um, I rolled a um, an 18. Well done. 22. Also well done. We'll get the rolls from everyone else. 16. Uh, uh, given the fact that it's just a boulder uh, and like with a chain attached to it, you can you figure out where to hit it to make it so that the, cha the uh, chain snaps and even like underwater, you're able to get just get like right at the right angle to get it to break and everyone else is able to pull the body out of the water much easier okay and you are able to get back to the bank where Nana is waiting and the small waterlogged form of the Doppler is completely and utterly limp Uh, as you were able to, as you're looking over it, you see that there is a cut at the base of its skull. Like something stabbed, like right at the base of its skull, right into its spine. Mm. That's not easy to do. I mean, if you're in the right place, it's not that hard to do, but most people don't know they should. Having no medical knowledge at all, can I check for a pulse? Uh, yeah. Just a, just go ahead and give me a uh, craft roll. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm crafting life. You're uh, crafting a pulse. That's <laughs> like to, yeah. Uh, crafting. Let's pop it. Oh, you. You would. You would right now. Huh? You've got a pulse. Oh. oh, nope. Wait, nope. That's a, Nope, that's not a pulse. That's just a fish that got tra trapped in his sleeve. Oh, yep, never mind. <sighs> uh, Nienna and Brynhilda see that there is 
burning around, like little bits of like burning around the edge of where the wound is. Brynhilda, you know that that means that this was that he wasn't just killed with a regular weapon. He was killed with a silver weapon. Hmm. Because Dopplers, like most be magical creatures, are weak to silver. Whoever it was that killed this thing knew what they were handling. Or another silver. Well, the question remains now is if they are actually related to what happened to the child. Right. Is this case closed? Did we find our kidnapper and someone did our job for us? Not necessarily. Dopplers don't... They don't take children. In the most extreme of circumstances, they might kill one person because they take over, they're looking to take over their life, but even that, that's extreme. So, let's consider this. Someone tracked down the stopper, stabbed it in the back of the neck with apparently a silver weapon, and then took it to the middle of a well-traveled river, chained it to the bottom, and left it there. Right, why drown it after you've stabbed it? I think it was already dead. I'm pretty sure this is a message. looks over at Nyana and Brynhilda. You think it's for you? I think it might be a red herring. I think they wanted us to think that, that the Doppler did it. Give people an easy culprit and they'll stop looking. Stir up dislike of magical creatures, even the ones who would tend to be peaceful and she'll gesture at the Doppler you can cause quite a bit of uproar oh, what time would you say it is now? Uh, it is getting closer to about 7 in the evening, it's been a little bit with trekking and everything around the city I'm getting really uncomfortable leaving her behind in that in your establishment, sorry with your life if this is a red herring, then we just wasted a lot of time and ran away from someone who may be in danger. Uh, I should get back. I have to shower before I can work now. But... Mm -hmm. Brynhilda. Mm-hmm. I know several of your the people in your light of business and they come through quite often but is there a witcher we don't know about in the area? Or well, at least I don't know of. That's a good question. DM GM uh, are, uh, do, does Bernhilda know of any other witchers in the immediate area? Even the ones that might not frequent town often? Uh, there are a couple more witchers that are in the area. There is a uh, School of the Cat witcher. 
that is up in the in a city a few weeks uh, ride north. Though if he's if he's in town, it's very much likely that things are going to get worse because he also is not hiding the fact that he revels in the fact that he uh, in his in the cat school's uh, reputation for being assassins. And you know that there is a bear school witcher uh, a couple days to the south, uh, but he doesn't. But if it was him, it then it is very much uh, different from what he usually does because he likes to use uh, specialized axes, not the swords, mm-hmm. because he is from Skellige. Well, I mean, there are two around this general area. One is... Well, if he were here, he would make it perfectly clear that he was here. And the other doesn't use swords. He uses axes. GM, how... I'm sorry. I thought you were done. Not that... They're super communicative with me. There's still a lot of bad blood between myself and some of the other witchers. So that means that we've got a third party on our hands. Possibly. Jim, how wide is the uh, the wound? Is it like sword width or is it like dagger width? It is dagger width. Though if it, though maybe like dagger buried to the hilt width. Seems. I mean, I know it's not completely unheard of, but it seems unlikely that a witch's weapon did this. Phoenix, do you happen to know who else might be making silver weapons around the city? Or do you have a list of who you've sold them to? I'll put it like this. If someone walks into the shop and says, I want a silver weapon to hunt a monster. I tell them no. Unless they give me legitimate proof that they'll survive the attempt. Because the last thing I need is a group of thugs running around going, this is what I use to kill monsters. They get drunk and then they slaughter people and that leads back to me and I go, I have to go, well, I thought they were good at it. I've sold maybe 10 or more silver weapons in the past few months. Any daggers or knives? Hey, Saul, any daggers or knives? Uh, you sold, you sold a silver letter opener to a um, very hoity-toity merchant. Nothing I, nothing battle-ready. Yeah. I sold a letter opener a while back. It took me way too long to make, but... For fighting? Not for some time. Hmm. I think one of the last ones I sold is actually to the handle over there. Hmm. Whoever made these silver weapons might not be from around this area. She's going to examine the wound 
and kind of open it up a little bit to see if just to see how deep the stab wound actually goes in if she can get a pinpoint of like puncture wounds inside of like inside of the body at all all right uh given the fact that you're just full-on opening the wound and looking in uh you're able to see that it is not just that not just like a like straight to the spinal column it looks like it actually went to the spinal column and then almost like the blade curved up and it went to may really make sure by hitting into the brain and whoever did this meant business your assassin friends looking more likely might be so character would a dead body give off the magic traces that made um Brunhilder's pendant go crazy it depends uh some uh magical magical beasts give off enough magic as they when they're dead however the magic traces left behind were much stronger than what even a dead doppler would give off uh so how long has it been dead from the way that it's bloated, uh, everyone who might know, might know something, give me a uh, let's go with intelligence and let's go with intelligence and education or uh, wilderness survival to get you just for that, like, sort of knowledge about decay and such. Twenty-three. Oh no, Chris. Please, Chris. So, uh... I do one thing really well. Chris, would you like to tell the uh, audience what what the total of your role was? Uh, low enough to be laughable. Anyway, let's move on for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Serious game. Yes. Uh, no, uh, unfortunately, the only one that might have any, uh, medical, uh, knowledge of medicine is Nienna. And that information, just for, like, knowing about decay and everything, it seems that this individual, you know that, that the, that the, that Anna was taken about three days ago, that tracks with when this individual was killed. This one died around the same time the girl was taken, but here's what strikes me as odd. A dead Doppler's body shouldn't give off the kind of magic that you felt or your pendant reacted to. Is it still reacting? Yes. Hmm. Can I... Maybe it's not the body itself. Maybe there's something in the body. Can I... I think I need to go. Sorry, you just sounded like you were about to cut this thing open. By the way, is this Anna? Was Anna a Doppler? Unlikely. Thanks I don't time. have much. Don't have much purpose to pretending to be children. Um, can I see if there are like residual spell effects on the body? 
Uh, I will say that you can go ahead and roll me. Let's go ahead and make it into uh, willpower and awareness. Uh, on top of that, I would like to know if Render is able to follow the uh, the scent with the doll, or if it just kind of falls apart uh, uh, over the water, essentially. Uh, Rend Render is looking around and like sniffing around and sniffing at the corpse, and then just sort of sniffs up in the air, and then circles around itself like does like does a little circle around and then looks at you and tilts its head Burr. my int Very and confused. will are both the same thing so i'm just gonna roll normally for awareness go right ahead 21 you can tell that there was a rather powerful spell cast here it's powerful enough that it left re the resi uh, residual enough energy to where uh, Brynhilda's amulet is picking up on it. But it's not coming from the Doppler. Where is it coming from? It looks like it's coming from the nearby bridge. I'm going to nod towards the bridge. The magic's actually coming from over there. Some sort of spell big enough that you can still feel it. And I'm headed for the bridge. <laughs> mm. Same seas. Yep. Wait. Do you have like a, a blanket or a cape? I mean, we should bring it, right? Uh, Phoenix it. will walk over and he removed his shirt anyway, so I'll just wrap the Doppler body in his shirt and pick it up and start walking towards the bridge. Thanks. This is a nice vest. Mm. Heading over to the bridge, you can see that it is... It's getting later in, in, the, in the evening, so there's a little bit less uh, thorough... It's a little bit less of a thoroughfare. And uh, everyone else, everyone who is walking along, sort of walks past you all quite quickly because uh, they see a Vatgern at, uh, at busy at work with a number of, in of individuals, and they don't want to have any part of whatever you all are doing. Don't blame them. Mm. Yes. Run away, NPCs. Run away. I mean, I am carrying a body. <laughs> that too. No, no, the body is wrapped, so right now you just got like a bundle of cloth. It's probably worse. Yeah. Uh, but as you get closer, uh, Brynhilda, your amulet is full on buzzing like to the point where it's shaking the uh, the necklace it's on <laughs> Diana's hyper focused on trying to find the source of it figure out what it is scanning the perimeter making sure we're not being watched uh Irileth, please give me a roll of uh intelligence and awareness On big money. How does luck work? Uh, you can use it ahead of time if you, if you want, like one to one by adding a point for each point of luck you add to it, you get a plus one to your roll. I also gotcha. allow you to use two points to re-roll a really bad roll. Like if you fumble and you really want to, you can reuse it to re-roll. But I only allow you to do that once per session. Gotcha. 
Because otherwise, people are going to be re-rolling all the time. Indeed. Um. I wish it had been better, but we'll stick with that for now. At the moment, it, it looks like you are your business is left, like without anyone focusing on you. You seem to be fine, aside from a dog. Bender, no, down boy. Which yeah. fisherman's dog is barking really loud? Don't worry about it. It's being taken care of. Mm. <laughs> uh, Nienna, as you get closer, you can feel the power of the magic at play here. This, like, even just like the residual magic from the spell is enough to like, you can like feel it press like pressure on your chest. Nienna does her very best not to look uncomfortable, um, even though she is. Um, there's no way I can tell what kind of magic it was. I could just tell that it was a lot of it. Uh, give me a roll of intel of intelligence and spellcasting. Okay. I'm just going to use the normal roll because Int and Will are the same thing. Yep, yep. 22. Perfect. Uh, the spell that was cast very much is a long distance teleportation spell. A portal opened up here. But the thing is, even though the the actual magic behind it was strong, you can tell just from like the way that it feels and like you're into your like talent with magic and your knowledge of what of the feeling of chaos. It was a intense, but brief portal. Like it opened up, something happened maybe for within about 10, 15 seconds, and then it was closed. Before I explain all of this, the answer is no, I can't bring it back. What the someone, dog we figured? N no, someone opened a portal here briefly, but it was long range and powerful. And I no, I can't reopen it. Well, I was going to ask you to reopen it, but can you tell how long ago the spell was cast? GM, can I tell how long ago the spell was cast? Uh, yes, with that roll, you can tell it was cast about three days ago. Around the same time the Doppler died and the girl went missing. Alright, so to recap, because this is just getting interesting, he'll put the body of the Doppler down. Um, we have a Doppler, we have a portal that opened, and still a missing child. All within the same... A number of missing children. A number of missing children. So... Wait a minute... I'm. I know we dismissed this, but I have an idea. Uh, like looking down at the Doppler, we have a number of missing children, and the portal opened. Can we? And I hate thinking like this. Can we say that someone grabbed the Doppler? Well, I mean, we even if we said that they don't like being a child, tried to transport all the children away, and figured out the Doppler wasn't human, and killed it. 
I'm not sure about the chaining, but... More maybe the Doppler was a cost for the spell. I'm not sure how any of this works, but I am spitballing it. Possibly. Mm. I could see it. I still struggle to see why a Doppler would impersonate a child, let alone a poor child. Honestly, I'm getting a little concerned how much magic is showing up in this case. Seems to be tied to just about every aspect so far. One thing we know for sure, a powerful spellcaster left this spot, which is the scene of a crime. Yeah, they either yes. do something it didn't help or they're involved. Nina's going to nod a little bit, and as she does so, she's going to shift as subtly as possible to, like, stand closer to Brynhildr and just sort of, like, she does that thing where, where she's, like, hiding her hand behind, like, her own hip and is, like, holding on to Brynhildr's wrist because it's really uncomfortable being here and she just needs to lean on somebody but doesn't want to look like she's leaning on somebody. <laughs> I get you. She just stops. That? Can you what? Can I, can I try to catch that as I'm observing? Uh, I will say that you need to get a need to get a fifteen to get that. Sorry, buddy. Gotcha. Brynhildr, oh, Brynhildr kind of stiffens up slightly to partially out of. Um, surprise partially out of just like, okay, I'll just be perfectly still for now to allow her <laughs> to kind of like catch herself. <laughs> uh, Sigrun will actually cock her head at that reaction. Did you pick up on something new? It's a little hard to tell this thing has been buzzing far too long. Yes, I suspect it is um, quite distracting for you, is it not? <clears throat> Phoenix will scratch the wolf behind the ears as he's walking past and picks up the Doppler again. Well, we know the location. Let's get away from the bridge if it's making everyone uncomfortable. Yes. <clears throat> Agreed. Right then. Um, going to let them like walk past her um, a couple of steps before she starts to follow so that she could take a minute to kind of try and gather herself and, and relearn how to breathe. Fair enough. So where is everyone headed? Everyone headed back to the body Vargas or elsewhere? Not with that thing. What would yes. we would we know what to do with the body? <laughs> feel feel uh, like we would, but I, out of character, have no idea. There are morticians you can take it to. There is no like official like body disposal service aside from uh, it, like the guard finding a body and then taking it to be autopsied or whatever. Or you could just take it to a mortician, or you could just dump it, it back into the river. Not my like problem. Doppler um, trophies give you a 10% bonus to negotiation. 
Ah, uh, yes, Game and we're going to give it a Vikings funeral. <laughs> Back to wherever you go. I, I say we take it to get um to to for the autopsy. We're kind of technically doing this officially, but not super officially, but we're on retainer, so I don't think people are going to ask us too many questions. Yeah, you're able to do it officially, but quietly, because it's just like, so what are you doing this for? And you just tell them that it's for your own business. It's for business. Don't worry about it. Business and pleasure. That's creepy. Unpleasant. Good. Uh, just tell me where I'm putting the body. <laughs> I've already ruined this shirt today. Uh, give him directions where to go. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll go with him. He should have somebody of, of important not just show up with a body. <laughs> what do you mean you shouldn't just show up with a corpse? Hey, fella, want to see a dead body? <laughs> Actually, yeah, here's the question, Saul. Um, yes. I mean, we're all getting weird looks as it is. Am I getting weird looks from my uh, customers I've had before, like in the company that I currently am? A few? But for the most part, there are also customers who are just really like, oh, if it's business for the, with the Vatgarn, with uh, Lord Einar's Vatgarn, then uh, it's something that they should just not question. Thank God. <laughs> what you got there? Smoothie? Yeah. We'll, um... We'll yeah. go drop off the body and meet you back at the... The Bargast? Yes. Mm. Alright, we'll get back. Alrighty. Uh, so is anyone else going with Irileth? Somebody should go. Zygrin, Bernadette? I will go. Okay. I will go. So, you head back to the body bar guest, and you head inside. And uh, your buddies look up and just like, "Oh, hey, welcome back." Hmm. Anything interesting while I was gone? Well, I mean, you're only gone for like another ten minutes, right? Hmm. Yeah, you came back about. 10 minutes ago said you had to take you said you had to see Mina about something oh no and then you left Donovan and I charge up the stairs you... I grab my sword behind the bar and run up the stairs shit right. uh is gonna run behind him the I get to door... her door step to the side and say oh is it open uh no it is closed I step to the side of the door and just look at you Yep. Uh, I'm gonna grab hold of the door and try to yank it open. Give me a roll of body and physique. There we go. With a 20, you're able to hear the wood splintering and the various locks breaking as you yank the door open and you step inside and your amulet is buzzing again and now she's and gonna take her silver sword and 
Shh. Yank it open. Give me one moment. Do not get near me. Um, I'm going to take off one of my gloves um, and a purple um, sigil is going to start lighting up on my hand. I'm going to press it down onto the um, onto the floor and I am going to activate my magic trap. Uh, okay. Go ahead and give me a roll of uh, willpower and spell casting for me, please. Mm-hmm. Would your left still be able to get inside with this? Yeah, can I spend? Uh, fuck! You can, can I spend luck? Go ahead and spend luck to reroll that. God, I fucking gross. That is enough for the spell. Okay. You are able to, Irolith. Uh, if you allow Irolith to step inside before you put the spell down, you can absolutely do that. Yeah. Okay, he is able to step inside, and you put the spell down, and the light from the sigils lights up the room, which is dark, aside from the uh, moonlight beginning to come in. And you see that there is the toppled over wooden toys of the horse and the uh, Butcher of Blaviken toy. And on the bed, there is the body of Mina. Her throat opened. There's no sign of Jack. And that is where we will be ending for the evening. <laughs>